Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, is that man there? Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world to sign for us. The old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself. Each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever. Super Scoreboard The Old Firm Through the Decades 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers make it two from two in the Europa League With a record equaling goal from Alfredo Morelos Celtic bring home a point from Lille After being pegged back from a 2-0 lead And last season's Scottish Cup semi-finals Take place this weekend Starting with an Edinburgh derby tomorrow I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans Two encouraging performances from Celtic Rangers Last night in the Europa League And three exceptional goals Now it's about an engrossing week Weekend in the league and the Scottish Cup Kilmarnock have had five league wins And six draws against Rangers in the last four years I find that amazing And Celtic go into their semi-final on Sunday Against Aberdeen having won 34 cup ties in succession On the way to what they hope will be a quadruple treble I find that amazing as well And the salt and sauce derby Everything's amazing Cammy Bell, big games just come thick and fast Everyone's getting over at last night Plenty to take away from those games Premiership matches this week And of course the, the strangest of times that we live in Last season's Scottish Cup semi-finals uh, At the end of October yeah, exciting times for Scottish football I think last night was two positive results The way the Celtic game went Some Celtic fans might be disappointed But I think they would have took a two-all draw away in France And, and Rangers just keep winning at the moment they're, they're flying high and Steven Gerrard's got them positive And I think he's got the winning mentality in at Rangers at the moment 0141 That's the number you need Get in touch with the guys tonight Let them know what is on your mind We're here until 8 o'clock We do have a big weekend of Scottish football to look forward to So we'll certainly do that before the end of the show Let's start by looking back though What did you make of last night's Europa League action? Celtic fans, as Cammy says Pretty sure you would have taken a point before the game Is that enough for you? Or are you a little bit disappointed at the way the game panned out Having done so well to get in front? Uh, is that the performance, you think Which could maybe kickstart things after a sticky period? Rangers fans, another game, another win, another clean sheet A goal for Alfredo Morelos What did you make of the game at home to Lake Poznan last night? 0141 951 1025 Get in touch 
Let the guys know what you think Let's see what the managers think Let's start with the first game from last night Neil Lennon believes there are plenty of positives To take from the draw with Lille Mohamed El Yunusi had them 2-0 up in France But they did have to settle for a point in the end The manager had particular praise for the winger And also goalkeeper Scott Bain We felt really aggrieved at the penalty decision uh, But he's made a great save And a couple of good saves in the first half Everything he did he handled well Um, and Moy, you know, scored two beauties. You know, the first goal is really great pressing from a jetty, and Moy's taking it on and, and scored a perler. And um, it's a great goal. The second one, Fring Pong shows great composure, and it's a great finish. I just wish he'd have pulled the trigger second half on the counter attack when it opened up for us on two occasions. He just wanted to take that extra touch, and when you know the shot was on, and on a couple of occasions towards the end on the counter attack, we could have we could have picked them off better. But, um, yeah, it's frustrating not to have won the game, but that says a lot when you come here and you're disappointed not to win. They played really well second half against Milan. They scored three goals away from home at the weekend. Didn't get what they deserved. They've played really well tonight and come away with a, a positive result, even though it could have been better. I didn't see too much lack of confidence tonight in the performance. In fact, um, I thought they were very positive. I don't do this very often Hugh But I thought an interesting way to, to come at it Was to, to reference my own group chat last night And you don't know what that is But no. you, you'll, you'll get the gist um, Like many group chats in this part of the world Some Celtic fans on there Some Rangers fans on there And it was a, an argument over If you'd asked me about a draw before the game I'd have taken it Yeah but if you'd asked me if it, about a draw at half time You'd have been raging I mean it, you can spin it whatever way you want I think now that the dust has settled It surely goes down as a good point I think that the Celtic supporters that I've listened to all week on this programme will be exactly where they stood before kick-off time last night. I think those who question Neil Lennon's managerial skill set will say, had a 2-0 lead and didn't see the job through. Uh, those who do not question Neil Lennon's managerial skill set will say, that was a good, assured performance. I, I feel there's something there going forward into the Aberdeen game. Uh, and then Sparta Prague And then Motherwell at Fir Park In the league So I think it's as you were for both sets Yeah, Cammy, what did you make of it? Enough positives there for Celtic fans To be a bit more optimistic than perhaps they have been? Yeah, I think the performance was pretty good last night um, Two great goals And and you will naturally be disappointed If you were 2-0 up at half time And you, you end up drawing the game But that's, it's a top quality team they're playing um, And I think... Neil Lennon was under a lot of pressure last night to get some sort of result, which in a in a really difficult game he had some big decisions to make. One being the goalkeeper Scott Bain coming in. I think Bacchus was obviously on the bench. For me, if you're on the bench, you're fit enough to play. So that's been a decision that he's made. Um, and I think Scott Bain done still justice last night and, and had a really good performance. Obviously, a, a great penalty save, but also some other good saves in the game and. And I would be surprised if he doesn't play on, on Sunday 0141-951-1025 Celtic fans, what did you make of it? How happy are you with the point? Is it a bit of frustration given you did so well to get in front? Let us know how you look back on it Let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard He says Alfredo Morelos's next aim should be trophies After equaling Ali McCoy's record of most European goals for the club The Rangers boss was pleased with the performance He called it strong and controlled yeah, I'm really happy with the performance. Thought it was strong. Thought it was professional and controlled. Um, at half time, we were really happy with a lot of our play, but you know we wanted a little bit more in the final third in terms of someone finding that moment of magic or that moment of quality to try and find the breakthrough. 
So second half was just a little bit more of more encouragement from the lads, getting them to believe in themselves a bit more when we won it back. But fantastic win for us, big three points. And, um, you know, the goal is is worthy of winning any football match because the, cl- the cross is top, top class, puts it in a perfect place. And Alfredo does what he does. And fantastic for him for from a personal point of view. I think he deserves it. You know, he scored some real big, important goals in Europe for us, certainly since, since I've come in. So I'm really pleased for Alfredo. Yeah, Ali's a legend of the club. He's been there, he's done it, he's got the t-shirt and the medals to back it up. The challenge for Alfredo now is can he build on all the goals and try and help his team to become successful at the end of the season. Okay, 01419511025. Let's kick off with William, who is a Rangers fan on the line. What did you make of it last night, William? Yeah, oh God, then Cammy and Sheila, sure you're all well. Good. Yeah. I've got two points scored tonight The first one is about the defence And the second one is about Alfredo Morales right? mm-hmm. The first point about the defence is Not since a butcher led defence A golf led defence Fernando Rickson and David Weir led defences Have we ever had a clean sheet Clean sheet record like this I just want, as Cammy's played in defence right? I want to get, and she obviously how, how, What are we doing right with the defence this year what, what, What's clicked in How are we getting these Let's take one at a time No problem with that William I'll give you plenty of Scope to, to tell us about Morelos Cami What have you noticed About Rangers defence This season What's that One, two, three, four, five Consecutive clean sheets Listen it's, it's a phenomenal record They've got this season I think there's a There's a real understanding Between the, the back four and, and obviously the goalkeeper And even when When John McLaughlin's played It's been really solid And I, I think the relationships In the team are are very good at the moment. Um, they, they're not when the when the fullbacks are going forward. They've got midfielders who are dropping in and supporting the defence. I, I just think the balance of the team, the way they play, is great. And and Stephen Gerrard's got a real understanding um, between the defensive and the midfield of of when people go and and people drop in. But the record's been absolutely phenomenal. And and for me. That's one way you win titles Is, is keeping clean sheets uh, For a period of time It can't just be one week And then conceding goals it, It's got to be over a prolonged period I mean Hugh By Rangers high standards In recent weeks Last night probably Wouldn't have ranked in Amongst the, the best performances But even at that it, it's it, Every win's a good win in oh. Europe Not only is it a clean sheet It's another game where Did like Poznan have any Shots on target I don't, I don't think they did Rangers are in a position at the moment Where opposition teams Somehow aren't even Getting shots on target Oh, it's a stat that I've never really paid much attention to before For me, all about recruitment Good recruitment uh, Calvin Bassey, Balogun um, Helander Goldson Tavernier's in the form of his life I think it's his uh, 29th birthday tomorrow um, And he's at a perfect age And playing perfect football Barisic Wonderful player as well Just good recruitment 14 clean sheets out of 17 matches that is the the fundamental basics of getting it right. William, on you go. What was your Morelos point? Yeah, I know at the start of the season I was on about his, his head was turned the transfer season. See, since he's got competition, right? Uh, he's coming off that bench and he's playing. Nobody can deny he's what they see the last, say, 10, 15 games. Nobody can deny every point that has been on uh, Super Scoreboard series, what rate's been excellent. He's, he's coming back, he's deeper, he's playing a different role, he's working the same but see I'm telling you mate, only him could have scored a goal at that last night only striker Ranger could score a goal at that last night typical Alfredo beats the defender boom header 
goalkeepers no chance if he starts scoring goals plus the work rate every team better watch out that's what I'm saying first of all I pay tribute to uh, to Stephen Gerrard 37 European ties as Rangers manager and won 20 of them that's fantastic um, with regard to Alfredo Morelos uh, I pay tribute to him for having reached Ali McCoy's 21 European goals and I think Ali did it in 51 games I think Morelos has done it in 15 less uh, Ali was magnanimous last night in uh, welcoming uh, Alfredo Morelos to the 21 club uh, he will Alfredo Morelos get 22 before this group stage is over yeah, I mean, he's Alfredo Morelos has been been brilliant for Rangers throughout. He's had sticky patches, but again, when you get linked with clubs, I think your head does get turned a little bit, and that's only natural. But I think behind the scenes, there'll have been a lot of conversations between him and Steven Gerrard, and when the window closes, he needed to knuckle down and get himself back on track and, and playing good football for Rangers. And I, I honestly think within the next few months, we'll see the real Alfredo Morelos back. I think it was important that he... Has sat by in the last couple of games and watched Kamal Roof score from the halfway line. Watched Jermaine Defoe with a fantastic finish at the weekend. And you take, I take William's point on board that the role of the Rangers strikers changed a little bit this season. Everyone else is contributing. He's had a, a, a bit of praise for, for dropping deep and linking play, but these guys will always still be judged on their goals. And his goal return's been different. So how important was it to get back amongst them? 100% I mean he's always going to be judged on goals But what he brings to the team Steven Gerrard is so demanding of what other attributes he brings to the team But I go back to the point that obviously Of competition I mean the competition will have sparked him into life But I also think that Steven Gerrard's handling of Alfredo Morelos Times he's had him on the bench and sat him out of games And made him really consider his Rangers future And I really do think he'll knuckle down now and, and the real Alfredo will come back 01419511025 on the phones thank you very much to William in uh, Stevenson for kicking us off tonight you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB we're looking back on all the big talking points from last night Celtic fans uh, what did you make of of that game was it enough to, to to make you feel like better times around the corner after a difficult week what were the positives how frustrating was it um, the second half you tell us Stephen Kennedy says very happy with the result I wasn't getting carried away Went 2-0 up Maybe if Ayer didn't go off injured uh, We could possibly have got the three points It did seem like a bit of a A turning point here oh, a, yeah. a moment in the game where, where Celtic Retreated a little bit and, and found it a bit more difficult to defend Ayer and Duffy Have been struggling to find a partnership um, Which has been evidenced by Celtic's recent results But Ayer last night Was playing very well I thought And uh, According to Neil Lennon He's got very little chance Of playing against Aberdeen I think that's a blow For Celtic on Sunday uh, Let's see what David In Cumbernauld Has for us tonight Hi David uh, Evening panel How's it going? Uh, I just wanted to Talk about the Like Pausan game um, Do you know Beforehand um, If we were playing In this kind of Stuffy game I'd be kind of worried That we might end up Drawing or losing That kind of game But the defence Has assured me up With full of confidence this year, I think we've only let in maybe four or five goals. I can't remember the exact number, but it's just filled me up with confidence that we can win these types of games now. And maybe these defensive mistakes are in the past now. These little silly things that we would do beforehand, and I wasn't I wasn't scared anymore. And I think that's a real change for us this this year. 
Because beforehand we were in these kind of type of tight games that I'm going to obviously end up losing it, but I'm not scared anymore. That's all due to the Rangers. I think you, you, you're slightly unfair on Stephen Gerrard there because you know he had 36 games prior to Lech Poznan last night uh, and had won 19 of them. Yeah, that's just Europe. Though. I think David's talking generally. Well, he, he in the past as a Rangers fan felt like that there might be a mistake coming, there might be a bad result coming, and he just doesn't feel that way anymore. Well, certainly on the evidence of what we've seen so far this season, 17 games, 14 clean sheets, um, you know, you, you, you base everything on uh, a watertight defence and Rangers have that at the moment. Now they go to Kilmarnock on Sunday where, as I say, they've, over the last four years had some amazing setbacks, uh, both at Ibrooks and at Rugby Park, so... I think with the defence that they have They can go to Ayrshire on Sunday with confidence mm. I mean Mikey's tweeting in Cammy to elaborate on something that was brought up earlier He says Lech Poznan only had three shots last night None of which were on target People will praise You know the, the, the defence Whether it be Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun Philippe Palander when, when he's playing But to actually limit teams To, to shots at your goal that, That's more than just a back four job is it not? I was almost about to say that The organisation Watching Rangers this season The organisation of the whole team When they go out of possession They go into a real A a real shape That's really hard to break down And and they don't concede too many shots On actual targets So to limit teams Especially in Europe Good footballing teams To to three shots off target Is phenomenal But again I think it's just Organisation shape and, and and confidence gives you that as well. I mean, the, they are just going into games at the moment and, and churning them out and winning games and, and moving on to the next one. And I think that winning mentality, I really do think Stephen Gerrard is breeding that into them. David, where are the confidence levels then in terms of progressing from this group? Because you get six points out of a possible six so far. You, you've had a look at two of the the opponents, albeit the, the stronger one you would imagine still to come. How confident are you of getting out of the group? You know, um, I think it would it would be a massive upset if we didn't at least come second. Um, it's the next two games that are going to tell what's going to happen. But I think, as I said, I'm not, I'm not scared anymore in Europe, and I think that's saying a lot for Rangers. And the, the, we've been through it the last couple of years. Um, I think people forget that all the things that we've came through. And Steven Gerrard's really helped form this team. Informed us when in mentality that we seem to have, and big on Morelos as well. I think he's just one short of exceeding uh, Super Ali's uh, goal record, and that's got to say something for him as well. Absolutely, thank you very much, David and Cumbernauld. Croy Boy is on Twitter. Great result for Celtic last night. This will be a turning point in our season. The so called Celtic fans doubting Neil Lennon pipe down. And let him get on with the job Well we're going to hear from Neil Lennon next So Celtic fans What did you make of the game last night? You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans is in the building Cammy Bell is alongside him And they're both waiting for you to get in touch And let them know what you made of last night's action 0141-951-1025 um, Just before the break uh, we spoke to Willie and David Both pretty pleased With Rangers game last night What about you Celtic fans There's been so much criticism So much said about the recent form What about that performance last night Is that enough to make you think Things might be turning back in your favour What were the positives uh, Was it a good point All in all You certainly would have taken it before the game 
But of course the side got themselves into a very strong position um, At half time So let us know how you saw it 01419511025 It is now four games without a win But Neil Lennon says they're getting stronger all the time And he insists confidence isn't an issue Not just the ones coming back The ones who played tonight and have played right I thought Frank Pong was really good I thought we looked you know, pretty comfortable Losing Ayer at that stage of the game was, was a blow Um because you know, he's been playing really well. Um, and Sham had a fine game, McGregor, you know, Brownie. I thought we looked a good side. I thought Laxalt was excellent. So, you know, you get more out of Odson coming now and you get more out of Griff coming now and, and Rogic. Um So I think we'll be stronger in the next few weeks when we get more game time into the legs. Ryan, you know, he had a you know two-week break where he wasn't doing anything and eventually it catches up with you. Um, so I had to take. He was he was fatigued. Um, so again, they'll feel the benefit of it. I think we'll be strong for Sunday again, and I think we'll go into it with a positive frame of mind. You were thinking the last couple of weeks, Celtic fans would have been looking for more of the the match winners to step up, if you like, given that Odson Edwards not been out, uh, not been there, and James Forrest's not been there. Um, guys like Mohamed El Yunusi, for example, and two terrific goals to get Celtic on their way. We keep on saying that there's a real player in there But he's anonymous far too often He wasn't anonymous uh, in last night's game And that's a massive encouragement for Neil Lennon Going forward into the Aberdeen match um, Laxalt has begun to excite the Celtic supporters They're mentioning his name and Kieran Tierney's name In the same sentence now uh, So a lot of good things to come out of it for Celtic But they, they are now back where they started They need to get a result over Aberdeen Or there would be much unhappiness It's quite straightforward I mean that's obviously true Because it's a big game Cammy. But at the same time We can't ignore that the, the narrative The rhetoric earlier in the week Was that Celtic were in such a poor place And the performance levels And the fragility And all the rest of it And Lille were a really good side And Celtic were, were lambs to the slaughter And they proved that they absolutely Weren't that last night So there must be positives within that I think there's huge positives From Celtic's point of view last night I think the performance First and foremost Was, was good Against a top quality side They'll be disappointed with Ayer's injury I think that's going to be a a huge miss for him He's a big, big player But Laxar looks a real quality player as well I think he's going to bring a lot to Celtic Within the next few months He's only getting up to speed with match fitness as well But he really does look like an asset down that left-hand side The two finishes from El Yunusi were were brilliant Neil Lennon was possibly tearing his hair out a little bit In the the second half Because when, when he took on the first shot You're thinking why are you not passing it And then later on it was it was the reverse But to, to go and score those two goals in, in Europe I'm sure that will be Much to the manager's delight Oh his first goal was phenomenal The actual finish of it was, was brilliant The goalkeeper was rooted to the spot and, and the second one to sweep it away into the corner Was was a great finish again And as Hugh says It's consistency with him I think that's what the Celtic fans are looking for Is a bit more consistency with with El El Hamid, um, and I think uh, if he brings that to Celtic, I think he'll be he'll be a top player for them. But again, I, I think there's a lot of positives from Celtic from last night. You, the second goal, the point was made on the show last night. Looking at Lille's second goal, uh, I wonder if that is perhaps the type of goal you concede when you're not in a great place and when mm. things haven't been going your way. Uh, you sometimes just don't get those breaks. I think it was a. A duffed cross A duffed initial shot That's kind of bouncing around Even the second effort Doesn't get much on it And it ends up in the back of the net Listen of course they all count that, That's not yeah. me ma- making excuses But sometimes When your luck's not in They're, they're the type of, of goals That you concede There's no getting away from it Celtic have lost 10 goals In the last 4 games And uh, you know We've praised Rangers For the amount of clean sheets 
Celtic have got to move into the clean sheet business um, and pretty quickly uh, you felt for Shane Duffy if it, it's going to hit anyone and deceive the being in goal it's going to hit Shane Duffy that's just the way things are at the moment what do you him. make of the penalty? Uh, not for me uh, a foul yes but outside the box I thought uh, I think that was the, the, the hallmark of a player who had, he's had a bad run and he doesn't fully trust himself uh, and that's why he went for that clumsy challenge but I, I didn't think it was a penalty for the reason that it wasn't in the penalty box uh, Cammy, with your goalkeeping hat on what have you made of Scott Bain he obviously saves a penalty you do that in Europe you're going to get big plaudits yeah I mean I thought he had a good game for obviously not playing for a long period of time and consistently anyways um, uh, again I find the goalkeeping situation at Celtic a little bit strange Um Barkas hasn't really filled me full of great confidence and it's early to judge him I know he needs to get used to Scottish football but he needs to get used to it very quickly with that price tag for me I've always said that they missed out and I don't know the ins and outs of the Fraser Foster deal but he was a huge miss out I mean, for, it, it seems like he wasn't keen otherwise you'd imagine something could have been again, done so there becomes do you, a point when is it, can you throw the, the 4 million that you, you paid for Barkas at, at Fraser Foster does that turn his head I don't know but I just think Fraser Foster is in a different league from, from what Barkas has showed so far anyways and now he's sitting on the stand because he never gets a game for Southampton so it's an odd one Scott being you would have to say goes in against Aberdeen on Sunday yeah, yeah. Uh, but Scott being like other players it'll be game by game for him you know because it, if anything should happen mm. and I'm not saying it will but if anything should happen on Sunday um, people will say well why was he in goal in the first place and you bought a goalkeeper for £5 million pounds? yeah but again it's Scott Bain's opportunity I think if he has two or three good games and you've got a £5 million pound goalie sitting on the bench and it looks like bad business for Selick if we are talking positives, surely the mere sight of Odson Edward in a Celtic strip mm. again on, on the pitch at some stage would fall into that category. Well, you'd imagine he's a surefire starter against Aberdeen on Sunday. Um, he's had his problems with COVID-19. Mercifully, he's okay. Uh, Neil Lennon has nursed him back in this fashion, but I think Sunday is the time to, hopefully for Celtic, unleash the real... Odson Edward because uh, the Celtic fans haven't seen the real Odson Edward for a few weeks now. 0141951 Let's bring in Kenny in Rutherglen. What's your point tonight, Kenny? Hi guys, hope you're all well. Good, good thank you. Good, good. good. Um, I've got two points actually. The first point is um, regarding the Rangers game last night and actually last weekend and going back even further. Um, yeah, we got a victory last night, but it was it was an ugly victory. Um, but recently, Rangers are we are winning, and I'm happy about that. But it feels as though that it's not even as though that we don't need to get out of second gear. It all really feels like we're not able to get out of second gear. We're not able to just push right into first gear and then just hammer teams. It's as though we're, we're not able to do that. That's my first point. It's not all about just sort of control within games though, Kenny Because even when it's narrow Like last night or relatively narrow um, Against Livingston at the weekend It's not like Rangers are, are stumbling over the line It just seems like they're perfectly in control, does it not? It, it, it does, it does But it would be nice to be able to see that To show the fans Because I mean 
we all want to be able to see what we are really capable of, of this season because it's a really important season. But it's as old as this. We're kind of just stumbling. It's not even stumbling. It's just kind of like, yeah, that's enough. That's enough. That's all we need to do. That's enough. I don't, it's a I don't, hard man to please. Yeah, I, I don't think the numbers back up your argument, Kenny. To be honest, I mean the 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 clean sheets, the the Rangers have had thirteen different goal scorers in twelve league matches this season. Uh, you know, I'm inclined to ask you, what more do you want? I, I would say, Kenny, that I think Rangers' performances this season have all been strong, controlled, professional. Use all them sort of words that, that Stephen Gerrard uses in his press conference. I think he's quite. Comfortable with the way that Rangers are playing And are managing games very well Again you go back to the old fun game I think they just controlled that They, they didn't need to I know you're wanting them to go and score 4 or 5 goals in a game But also going and chasing goals Can sometimes leave you open And you can concede goals at the same time So I think that controlled and professionalism Is key for Rangers at the moment Especially in European games like last night You're 1-0 up, you control the game You see out and you get the points and you move on Kenny, considering we can't have everything And I know people want it Surely you're you're being a little bit greedy If that's the right word You look at the victories, the clean sheets Barely conceding shots on target Top of the league um, Six out of six points in the Europa League Does it, Do you really need to be Racking up bigger scorelines at this stage? Yeah, I, I can admit I want my cake and I want to eat it as well Do you know what I mean? I, I realise that my second point, guys, is um, I'm going to move over to the other side of Glasgow here. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to start talking about managers or anything like that. That's nothing to do with, uh, with what, what I'm, I'm concerned with. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is why I keep hearing all these Celtic fans saying that they're, they're so happy with last night's result. I don't understand why any fan would be happy watching their team grasp a draw for the jaws of victory. I don't understand that. I can't. That that does not compute in my head. Why, if you're two 0 up, that you're happy to walk away with a draw well, when you were the most dominant team? Now, I understand things happened. Ayer came off, um, and he he's been really really good um, in the Celtic defence. I get that, but to say that at the end of the day, oh yeah, I'm happy with that. I mean, you were two 0 up. Well, I think I think you're winding up the Celtic fans. To be perfectly honest, uh, you know you're playing you're playing a team. I think you have plenty of time. You're uh, playing a, a team who are joint top uh, of the league A. In, I, knew, in I, knew, I knew you would go for that pronunciation. <laughs> in, league, in league A in France, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know Celtic went there and played extremely well, and then Ayer, the loss of Ayer through injury, upset everything. There are occasions in life Going into that match Many of us I'm not talking about Celtic supporters I'm talking about the, the pundits Many of us thought it would be a damage limitation exercise um, But it wasn't uh, And Celtic have to be credited For the, the performance they put up Before the game If you'd offered the Celtic fans a 2-2 draw The majority I believe would have taken it Kenny I'm interested in this psychology Because you won't be the only one Loads of people will be making the similar point And I've seen it made But the game starts nil-nil right And I'm stating the obvious here So if you throw away a 2-0 lead And draw 2-all Is that not a good result But if you come back from 2-0 down to draw 2 each That is a good result Is that what you're telling us Even though it's the same end result And Matt Matt, yeah 
the same end result yeah, you're, you're 100% right well, um, If it's the same end result Then what's the difference? But to be, to be able to turn around And go at To say oh yeah I'm happy with that I would be turned If it if I was looking at a Rangers team that had done that, I'd be really disappointed the fact that their defence was not capable of just holding in there to keep that at 2 0 or even 2 1. There's obviously room for that, Cammy. Don't get me wrong. Every Celtic fan will think, wow, we got in a great position and I'm disappointed that we threw it away. But there probably becomes a point when, when the dust settles and you look back on it and then you say, well, a point away from home at a game like that in Europe is a good result. It is, and it? When you, when you do let the dust settle and you look back at two each against Lille when the form that they're in is a good result. And it's, again, though, you listen to Neil Lennon's comments and it's frustration. So he will be frustrated. The players inside there will be frustrated because they know that they had the two-goal lead and they will be disappointed as professional footballers. They'll be disappointed that they gave up a two-goal lead to draw a game. But ultimately, the opposition that they were facing is is an elite opposition. That they're, they're one of the better teams in Europe, and and as you said before the game, you, you are taking a, a draw, but uh, it's a difficult one. You, you you wouldn't be happy with it as as a football player. Thank you very much, Kenny in Rutherglen. Alex, a Celtic fan in Renfrew, and we're going to hear from him next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell are here on Friday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can call or tweet the show at Clyde SSB uh, on the subject of the goalkeeping performance last night. The Celtic Ray podcast says, for me, Barkas goes back in when fit. Bain had a decent game last night, but he gets away with one when he fumbled that led to Lille hitting the bar. And for me, he has to save Lille's first goal. Barkas makes either mistake and he gets slaughtered. Interesting No Listen I said before Scott Bain got away with one A bit of luck On that one The first goal I, I wouldn't Agree with that um, And I think There's been a lot of Questionable goals That Barkas has lost This season And I don't Speaking of a few Celtic fans I don't think There's been many of them That are completely convinced Especially with the price tag That he's came up And on the question Of Barkas's fitness As Cammy said earlier If he was on the bench In a European tie He must have been fit Does is Stephen right there That there's been Should he have saved The first one Or with the goalies Union membership Are you slaughtering Whoever it was Ryan Christie Who let the, the, the player Run off the back of him No I, I don't I wouldn't completely Blame Scott Bain In that um, position there For the first goal I, I disagree with that um, As I said I think Bain had a good game I think he had some Vital saves for them Obviously the penalty save But other saves in the game as well He had, he had And he got away with one I totally agree with that He did get away with one But sometimes you need That little bit of luck He hasn't played consistently For a long time So he's a guy That's coming in To a big game Huge pressures on the game as well And, and has done a good job And I think If he has a good game on Sunday he'll, He will continue as, as Celtic's number one Let's bring in Alec Who's a Celtic fan From Renfrew How do you look back On last night Alec? Hi guys, uh, obviously I would have bit your hand off for a 2-2 draw before the game mm-hmm. Especially, I mean your last caller Michael, when he, he was on about uh, Celtic Being happy with a 2-2 draw When the draw was made and we get AC Milan, one of the top clubs in Italy We got Lille last night, one of the top clubs in France You know the draw wasn't very kind to us And I'd like to ask the panel before I make my point That team for Poland last night Whereabouts the Scottish League do you think they would finish? Um, Good question Top Certainly top half And more than that top perhaps half. Yeah top half Fifth, sixth Fifth, sixth Well fifth, fourth What You know Top half 
you know, I mean, I mean, my point is that the last chat we were about Celtic being being happy with a two-two draw after being two 0 up. Okay, we were two 0 up. Uh, we lost a couple of poor goals. Uh, big Shane Duffy just knew didn't need to make the first tackle. As Hugh says, I mean, the chat was running away from goal. He was outside the box. Uh, big Duffy obviously sticks his leg in between his legs. And the referee gives a penalty. I think he's very, very fragile. But at the end of the day, I mean, I watched both games last night, and the team for Poland went to Ibrox for obviously for a nothing each draw. They hardly crossed the halfway line, you know. And at the end of the day, we're playing top team, top teams, top teams. AC Milan, Leo, these guys would walk the Scottish League. That Polish team last night wouldn't walk the Scottish League. If you know what I mean? Mm. Well, I, I, I don't think we're necessarily comparing Lille and, and, and like Poznan Hugh, this is something that always fascinates me in the, the day after Europe Whose game was harder? Whose group is harder? Um, well, Kenny, Kenny, the previous caller, knew exactly what he was doing Because he's made his point about Rangers and uh, you know how wonderful everything is But he just wishes they would beat teams by five or six um, And then he's gone on and had his uh, little dig at Celtic And, and Alex fallen for it no, I don't even think it's so much that Cammy, where I think people would agree with, with that Celtic do have a hard group there's, there's no doubt about it For AC Milan For that AC Milan side In the form that they're in With some of the players they've got To come out of pot three Is extremely unlucky Lille are joint top of the French League As Hugh says They played in the Champions League Group stages last season So Celtic's group is tough I don't think anyone's pretending otherwise uh, No, it is tough And it was a real tough game last night Against, a, I've said it before A top quality team and uh, But that's what you're going to get In European competition I, I get like pausing weren't the greatest last night Probably did come for a draw And would have settled for a draw But Rangers controlled the game And, and got the got the win over the line And, and I think yeah, Rangers went to standard lays it's, it's a hard place to go and get a, get a win there And they'd managed to do that And as I say European football's tough It's it's an elite level of, of football So Celtic for me It was a good result last night It's something for them to build on in Europe um, Alec I'm thinking back to Neil Lennon at the weekend I think the word he used was there's a fragility Just talking about On the back of, of Rangers And AC Milan And Aberdeen Did you see enough positives Last night to make you think That that can be The, the kickstart of something I think Celtic Are ready to explode Gordon I think we're ready To come, come strong oh, I think last night's uh, Result will be a catalyst I think Sunday I can't wait for Sunday now I mean at the end of the day uh, I wasn't the one of the, the, the one in the bandwagon one deal that is fired after two bad results. It's just not going to happen. I mean, we're not even in uh, November yet. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I've been on here many, many times throughout the years with Jimmy Sanderson and Hugh Keown saying the sky is blue, the grass is green, the league is won by Halloween. You know, so so we've been in that, that position many, many times. But at the end of the day, I think we're ready to burst into action. I would just like Neil Lennon. To drop and sham I think he's the weak link I think he slows the play down too much He couldn't tackle a fish supper In my opinion I think the boy Turnbull's going to be put in on Sunday Give him a chance and, But I think we're ready to explode into action Livian well, Cham is a name that keeps coming up Hugh um, yeah. I, I've seen it said that he was actually better last night And it was a better performance Albeit he, he perhaps faded a bit and, and could, should have been taken off earlier But Alex still not having him Well I thought last night he did look more Engaged than he has done My uh, complaint about Olivier and Sham Has always been the same He's a terrific talent But how often do you see it? Uh, but last night He he did a job um, I think he will play against Aberdeen On Sunday um, And I think Alex, a brave man To come on and talk about Celtic will explode 
And Sunday will be the catalyst um, It's a very demanding test of Celtic Bearing in mind that Aberdeen took three goals off Celtic Last Sunday So it'll be a fascinating test of Celtic After uh, demanding Thursday night European tie You know, Aberdeen had plenty of time They've had the whole week to rest up uh, And Neil Lennon spoke of players being fatigued Last night So it's a tall order For Celtic on Sunday I'm not saying that They, they can't win the game I'm simply pointing out That a bit premature perhaps To talk about Celtic Exploding On this question of Is this enough To kickstart Celtic And be the start of something Cammy on, on an individual basis I wonder if there are a, a good number of those Celtic players That will be feeling A lot better about themselves this morning for instance Than they were on Monday morning El Yunusi is the obvious one Edward comes back in amongst yeah. it Frimpong has a much better game Laxalt has a good game um, He was tackling everything You know that yeah. moved um, I'm trying to think who else would, would fall into that category Cham again He might not be doing enough for Alec But I think most people think he was He was better last night So Might they be feeling a bit more positive? Listen, for me Selig overall Will be in a better place Than where they were at the start of the week They've had a positive result Away from home um, Against a, a very good team But As you say There's there's a Sunday's a, a massive game for them They've got to recover Very quickly Against a very good Aberdeen team Who Now fancy their chances After the, after the weekend result uh, Derek McKenna said He's much more confident After the free all draw Than he was before Playing that game Going into Sunday So it's it, It's really interesting For Selig Of I really do think This is it's hard to say make or break But I think that it's a massive game for the season Alec, would you keep Scott Bain in? If Barkas is fully fit and Scott Bain's fit Who plays in goal? It's got to be Bain yeah. I just I don't rate Barkas at all, Gordon I really don't rate him at all I mean, even the, the Champions League qualifiers he, he, he didn't cover himself in glory I don't know who the crouch goalkeepers at Celtic or whatever as Cammy says earlier on, I don't know if it's Cammy or Hugh, we, we paid five million quid for this guy Barkas. I think he's been better getting Big Foster the five million. It might have turned his head, he might have stayed for another year. As Hugh says there, he's sitting up in the stand watching it every week. You know, it might have been enough to turn his head, but I, I really don't think we should change. Uh, I just think we, sh- we should give Scott Bain a chance on Sunday, definitely. Five, five million would turn my head, let me tell you. <laughs> that said, Hugh, I mean, it, it's still early. I don't think any Celtic fan could come on here and pretend that they've been very impressed with Barkas, far no. from it, but it's still early. You're not, you're, you, you can't, we can't disregard people so quickly. There is a list as long as your arm of players have taken just a little bit of time to get going, and I'm not saying he will, but he might. In this situation, and I take Cammy's point that um, Scott Bain hasn't had... The chance to play regular football In this situation Scott Bain gets it Until he makes a mistake Then he goes out hmm. Barkas comes in And if Barkas makes a mistake He's back out again Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football You're very fickle Can you imagine we drop to you After every poor performance On Beat the Pundit Honestly I am irreplaceable It would be like the hokey cokey Right 01419511025 That's the number you need right now If you want to try and win yourself A signed ball By getting more questions right Than Cammy Bell Or Hugh Keevans It's that simple The only thing I would say Is do it quickly Because the lines Close at 7 o'clock Your chance to beat the pundit Is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've got quite a lot on our plates tonight, looking back on a big night of Europa League action, and of course, looking ahead to a huge weekend of Scottish football, Scottish Cup semi final weekend. It's a massive uh, time in the football calendar. Not usually at this point in the football calendar, I must say, but that's where we're at at the moment. So we've got the Edinburgh Derby up for tomorrow and Celtic against Aberdeen for the second weekend in succession on Sunday. So get all your thoughts in ahead of those games 01419511025 and we'll look ahead to them after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Ah, beat the pundit time My favourite part of the evening The part of the evening where the pundits sometimes crumble under the pressure And uh, hopefully we give the sign ball away to the listener Who tonight is Kieran in Port Glasgow How's it going Kieran? Yeah alright guys Not bad at all Are you feeling confident? Uh, it's my first time on so we'll, we'll see how it goes I'm usually alright over the radio Yeah but... that's it We'll always say that The pressure's a bit different when when you're on here But Hugh Keevans, he's he's played many times He's partial to the odd nightmare here and there Cammy Bell doesn't play too How many times you played? What's your record? I think I've I've lost one And I think I've won the rest Right okay Five or six Oh right A bit better than I thought Not bad Let's toss the coin and find out Heads Kieran will take on Hugh And Tails will take on Cammy. And you're off the hook It's Heads Hugh Keevans <sighs> Against Kieran from Port Glasgow So I'll give Hugh Clyde two in his ear He's given us the thumbs up Kieran So he can't hear your answers anymore 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many questions right as you can and the secret is, if you don't know it, pass quickly and we'll just get on to the next one, alright? No problem. Top man, Kieran in Port Glasgow, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Moussa Dembele was signed by which Celtic manager? Brendan Rodgers. Who was the last team Rangers defeated at Hamden? Arts. How many teams in the Scottish top flight have Saint in their name? Two. Who are Motherwell playing tomorrow? Livingston Who were the last team Celtic beat away from home in the Europa League groups? Lazio Name the Chelsea player added to Scotland's under-21 squad today Billy Gilmer Outside of PSG, who were the last French top flight winners? Monaco Okay, okay, let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh, can you hear us? I can You've got a smile on your face (laughs) This this tells me that I'm in for it here No, no, it can mean one of two things It can mean Kieran was brilliant or Kieran was hopeless I'll be honest, it's it's one of the two Um, I'll fade him down just now, right, you ready? Same set of questions to you 30 seconds starts now Moussa Dembele was signed by which Celtic manager? Uh, Brian Dyla Who was the last team Rangers defeated at Hamden? Um, Celtic How many teams in the Scottish top flight have Saint in their name? One Who are Motherwell playing tomorrow? Um, Livy Who are the last team Celtic beat away from home in the Europa League groups? Um, Braga Name the Chelsea player added to Scotland's under-21 squad today Um, Oh, pass (sighs) Wow Wow Kieran, you must be feeling confident after that I've run away with it He's run away with it He knows it as well He knows it I wonder if you I wonder if you crumbled When you saw my smile Because uh, you knew yeah. that Kieran had potentially been I think it got to you A psychological blow that I think the mind games Got to him I'm Th- surprised myself This Could be And I'm going to have to get The production staff To look into this This might be the biggest massacre <laughs> A pundit's ever received He answered a lot of questions Kieran did On beat the pundit I mean we ha- we've had pundits Get zero before, and I'll give it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it away. He didn't get zero, 
I think this is the biggest doing a pundit's ever had Let's find out Moussa Dembele was signed by Brendan Rodgers 1-0 Kieran The last team that Rangers beat at Hamden Was Hearts 2-0 Kieran mm. There are two teams in the Scottish top flight With Saint in their name St Mirren and St Johnson 3-0 to Kieran This is going well Who are Motherwell playing tomorrow? Livy You got one on the board eventually yeah, yeah. But Kieran got it as well 4-1 Who were the last team Celtic beat away from home In the Europa League groups? Lazio 5-1 Kieran Name the Chelsea player added to Scotland's under-21s Today, Billy Gilmore 6-1 to Kieran oh, Well done Kieran Outside of PSG Four. Who were the last French top flight winners? Monaco 7 out of 7 for Kieran in Port Glasgow And 1 for Hugh Keevans Kieran, I don't think I cannot remember a listener getting them alright That is an outstanding effort Well done Kieran Brilliant Brilliant Kieran Right, humor, guys. humor me, Kieran. Let's see if you'd have got the ten. In what year did Rangers last win the League Cup? Two thousand eleven. Eight out of eight. Wow. Which team did John Hartson play for immediately after Celtic? I'd need to pass. Uh, who won Euro two thousand and four? Ah, it was Greece, you're hopeless Kieran That was only 8 <laughs> out of 10 Anyway, the, the hard work was done The pressure was off You took your foot off the gas The sign ball I think we'll get that sent Express delivery to Port Glasgow You deserve it Kieran Have a good weekend Oh yeah, cheers good man Humbled Have you anything to say for yourself? Who cares? <laughs> Honestly that is That was brilliant from Kieran And mixed with it being terrible from you It was a bad combination 7-1 to Kieran I don't remember a, a, a caller ever doing so well Well Brilliant. there you are Some Well done He's pretending he's not bothered I think he is yeah, I think definitely. he's rattled Definitely I'm going to bring that up All weekend We're on four hours tomorrow Six on Sunday I'll mention that At least 50 times Between now and then Anyway <laughs> Who was the only pundit To get the Celtic Rangers game right Oh he's, he's come back To his one match prediction That he's got right In the last six years And he's bringing it up Shameful Who's the only one Who could say League <laughs> That is true That is very true What's your other favourite Jeremy Allianier yeah. Do you know the other the, In the mid, midweek we had A teaser about first signings made By each Celtic and Rangers manager it, yeah. And yeah. someone tweeted in to say Please tell me that Gordon Strachan's is Jeremy Allianier So that Hugh can, can come on and give the pronunciation uh, But it wasn't in the end Or I think that was a loan signing or something Anyway 0141 951 1025 Let's Continue if, if you want to look back at the weekend, but with more of a view to to what's uh, look back at last night. Sorry, but with more of a view to what's still to come this weekend because we've got some fantastic fixtures. Hugh, I know it's a bit different. Mm. I know it's October. I know fans can't go, but surely we can still try our best to get excited about Scottish Cup semi final weekend. Well, I'm really looking forward to Hearts and Hibs. Uh, the first meeting of the two in a semi final for 14 years. I can even tell you the score. Hearts, I'm rubbish at beat the pundit, but I can tell you this. <laughs> Hearts beat Hibbs 4-0 in the semi-final and Paul Hartley, now the Cove Rangers manager, got a hat-trick that day. Um, on paper, Hibbs looked good tomorrow evening. Apart from the excellent personnel that Jack Ross has got, they're heavily into um, the Premiership season. They're third top of the league. Um, and Hearts have just started back in the Championship and I don't think Hearts have got the same quality and depth that Hibs have now Robbie Nielsen and Andy Halliday and the rest can go out and prove me wrong 
Yeah, we'll get into that one in a bit more detail. We'll hear from both managers, but just a a brief note to, to kick us off, Cammy. That it's a fascinating fixture again. I just wish there were fans coming through for it, but nevertheless, I'm sure they'll be glued to their TV screens and a real interesting one because of you know where the two teams are at in their respective leagues. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a real tight game. I've, I would say um, Hibs have, have slightly got the edge, obviously. The season starting earlier But I think Hearts have recruited really well uh, During the summer and, and Robbie Nielsen will be relishing the challenge Ahead of him to, to get to a yeah. final And he'll be saying all oh, his players He's got a lot of experienced players in that changing room as well But it's only one game and you're, you're in a final And that would be massive for Hearts It would be huge yep. after the disappointment they've had over the summer Hearts fans, Hibs fans We're going to hear from your managers in the not too distant future So why not get in touch and let us know how you're feeling, Hibs fans. Is there an extra pressure which comes with, with being in the top flight? Hearts fans, uh, does it suit you being somewhat of an underdog status? Or are you? You tell me. Um, let's look ahead to the f- the first of the games. No, sorry. Let's look ahead to Sunday's game. Uh, first, Mohamed El Yunusi believes Celtic need to play fast football to overcome Aberdeen on Sunday. They did meet in last season's Scottish Cup semi-final Although this is last season's Scottish Cup You know you know where I'm going with that They met in the season before last Scottish Cup final um, yeah. Was that the Tom Rogic day? No, I don't think so That was a week at, um, This one was a week after fighting out in a draw in the Premiership at Pataudry as well Well the Dons have now had that week to prepare Sorry, from, from last week's game at Pataudry Celtic coming off the back of the game in Lille And here's what Mohamed El Yunusi had to say after that one All about recovery Uh the, the games come come up quick. That, that's nice. We enjoy it. Uh, but it's all about uh, you know nutrition and recovery and everything, and to make sure that we have fresh legs on, on Sunday. Uh, it's a really important game for us. Uh, so we're looking forward to it. Uh, I'm expecting the same type of game. They, they will probably you know sit back, defend, and try to you know, counter attack. Uh, so um, so we have to do better than than we did last time. I think we we, we controlled the game really well uh, until they got the penalty. Uh, in the first half uh, so but I think we need to play in fast football as, as we did today intensity in our game uh, with and without the ball and I think uh, we, we you know we have a chance to beat them uh, just ignore me about last season's Scottish Cup I've got one one line of text in front of me and I'm had to <laughs> manage to make a, a, a monumental backside um, of, mm. of reading that but what's important is that they're playing this weekend in the Scottish Cup semi-final Hugh what is more what does Celtic take more from the game against Aberdeen, the exact same opposition last week, uh-huh. or their own performance last night? Uh, it has to be about last night because uh, at Petaudry last Sunday, Celtic conceded three goals. One was clumsy defending by Shane Duffy, the other two were penalties clumsily conceded by Olivier and Sham and Callum McGregor. So, right away, you have to eliminate that kind of mistake. Uh, Neil Lennon said last night that uh, defending set pieces was a problem for Celtic, obviously. Um, so, the clumsy defending, the careless defending, that has to go or Aberdeen will score again. But in the forward-going sense, Edward, El Yunusi, Ayeti, uh, Lee Griffiths is there as well. Um, you have the players that can inflict damage on Aberdeen. But... That back door Four games Ten goals lost That back door They have to find a lock for it For what it's worth Celtic did beat Aberdeen In the previous Scottish Cup semi-final <laughs> Cammy. But I think the longer I tried to clear up What I was getting at there The more confusing it becomes So let's move swiftly on Same question to you really 
take more from last night or or is it about lessons from Pataudry? Um, I would say a bit of both for Celtic. Uh, I think they've got to take confidence from the performance last night. I think the performance was strong. Um, they really do need to close the back door. They need to start to to keep clean sheets um, going forward. They need a strong defensive performance. But as said in the interview there, it's all about recovery. Aberdeen have had a full week to prepare for this game. It is a huge game. It's a semi-final of a, a major cup. Um, and Celtic are off the back of a... A journey to France and a tough, tough game. So it's how quick they can recover. Mm-hmm. They do have a strong squad. I get that, but they'll want to have their best eleven on the pitch on Sunday. Yeah, that's the thing, Hugh. That's what will be so fascinating because Lee Griffiths could come in from the start. Yeah. Odson Edward could come in from the start. Tom Rogic, all these guys who didn't play last night. So yeah. I wonder if there if there's a, a chance for it to be freshened up. Oh yeah I mean, They have the But personnel. then again Celtic were, were, were decent last night yeah. So maybe not want to do too many But Neil Lennon will know Who is fatigued And who has the fresher legs The problem will be The loss of Christopher Ayer um, Is El Hamed 100% fit Near Beton uh, You'd Beton imagine would be in the driving seat Yeah um, Because I don't think Neil Lennon would want to Do without Diego Laxalt and Jeremy Frimprong because uh, they're capable yeah. of getting forward and, and inflicting damage. Now let's bring in William, who is a Celtic fan from East Kilbride. How confident or otherwise are you ahead of the weekend, William? Uh, well, I've sent uh, your, your man there. Uh, I don't think, me personally, it's. I was saying to your man about uh, Welsh. I think. You need to, you need to put Welsh in that team because Julian he's out. Duff Duffy is no no doing it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is it? It's not. I mean, it doesn't look like Neil Lennon's of a mind to to drop Shane Duffy anytime soon, William. I know he's had a, a tough run, but he'll still play the game, will he not? Yes, but I've seen that to your man. I know it's already seen. He's playing the, the the English Premier League. He's come up to Celtic. And apart from the first couple of games that he came on at the start of the season, when he scored a couple of goals, mm-hmm. he's he's absolutely done nothing. He's done nothing. And then you seen last night. Apart from well, it was it was outside the box. Uh, they said it was a penalty because you know get VAR. So uh, he's. He's just a, a mm. me personally. I think he's a liability. But your your alternative, you're putting forward Welsh as your alternative. To be fair to Welsh, young, inexperienced, handful of games for Celtic. That's not fair to put the burden of responsibility on him. And Gordon's right. Neil Lennon won't throw Shane Duffy under a bus. I mean, the time might come. It just yeah, just but it won't be, be Sunday. It won't be Sunday. Um, because. And is is that why though? Because it might be a more. I have no idea if Neil Lennon is even considering it at all. But uh-huh. it might be a stronger consideration if you've got Julian chomping at the bit and Beaton chomping at the bit and El Hamed and, and whoever else. But yeah. he doesn't. No, the, Neil Lennon has got to trust in Shane Duffy. Now, having said that, everyone knows that he made a bad mistake at Petardry last Sunday, Shane Duffy. But Neil Lennon has got to trust in Shane Duffy. Responding to the nature of the occasion um, His first appearance at Hamden And You know He hasn't shown yet Why he was a player capable of getting Over a hundred Premier League games in England But Neil Lennon has to trust in him Before 
a young man who is not yet ready for that level is put in in his place. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I think Duffy definitely will play. I don't think Neil Lennon's of the mindset of of throwing Duffy under a bus or or making him a scapegoat. I think that Shane Duffy's really struggled for a bit of confidence. Uh, Again, adjusting to the Scottish football is different from Premier League football. Of course, Premier League football is a much... Again, the, the quality of players down there is, is higher. But again, it's it's really physical up here. So is he adjusting to the, the speed and the pace of Scottish football? And he's just he's just having a real tough time. As, you, as we spoke about before, everything's going against him at the moment. Deflected goals are hitting off him and going in the back of the net. Um, so I'm thinking that Neil Lennon will be looking for the tide to turn and, and be looking at Shane Duffy mm-hmm. to put in a strong performance on Sunday and really turn Celtic fans' heads uh, around from what their thoughts are at the moment. William, the performance last night, or certainly the first hour or whatever it was, has that has that given you more more belief that, that things are maybe heading in the right direction, more confidence for what you can do on Sunday? Yes, it's given us belief, but can I also say that as, can I talk to you, please? He's listening. Yeah, yeah. You, I was, I wasn't getting it to, to put Welsh right into the team. All I was getting it was Duffy is not doing it for Celtic. He's not doing it. Apart from the first two games of the season when he scored, he's he's, he's a liability. Although he's played in the uh, the, the English Premier League, that's that's fair dues. He's played over a hundred games. He's come up to Celtic. And apart from, like I said, those two couple, uh, the first couple of games, he's done nothing. I will concede that he has not done what we thought was written on the tin. But Neil Lennon, vastly experienced former player and Celtic manager, uh, had a talk with Shane Duffy prior to the game uh, against Lille, and clearly is trying to be sympathetic and understanding of Shane Duffy's position. And you're right, he hasn't come and solidified the defence, which he was supposed to do. He hasn't cured the defence of fragility. He has added to the fragility. Having said all of that, Aberdeen, one-off Scottish Cup tie, Shane Duffy, I would put my house on Shane Duffy playing. Thanks, William. That was William and East Kilbride on 01419511025. Robbie Nielsen Thinks Hearts and Hibs will be evenly matched at Hamden tomorrow. Jack Ross says he's spoken regularly with the players about wanting to win silverware. We're going to hear from both managers next. Fans of both clubs, let's hear from you. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Don't worry, I'm going to go easy on Hugh Keevens on tonight's full-time teaser Because I need him this weekend We need him to come back on Saturday and Sunday And after that bruising beat the pundit defeat I'm going to get your confidence back It's like, it's like being a football manager What is my motto? I move from one failure to the next with no loss of enthusiasm <laughs> That is true That's probably my favourite phrase of yours And you've got a few right uh, Jerry and Erskine sent the question in for you tonight And I'm telling you, it is on the easier side of things No doubt about it But you still have to get them all right So we're looking for tonight, thanks to Jerry, nine former old firm players who have appeared for an English Premier League side this season. Here, dear me. Yep, Cammy, any from you? Um, Stuart Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Oliver Burke. 
Yes, alright, that's fine, we'll just leave it there Hugh's just shown off now to good, try and make up for that beat the pundit We'll leave it there Nine former Old Firm players who have appeared for an English Premier League side this season Just a couple of uh, footnotes They must have played for Celtic or Rangers Don't give me you know, youth products Don't yeah. give me the Billy Gilmores of the world is what I'm telling you And when I say appeared for an English Premier League side It doesn't have to be in the league It might have been a, a League Cup game or whatever But they have played for an English Premier League side this season 01419511025 um, What did you call the, the derby tomorrow? The salt and sauce derby yes, was yes. it tomorrow? Um, half past five at Hamden We're very much looking forward to it It's always a great fixture anyway But there's that added intrigue um, Because of where the teams are at the moment And what happened to Hearts And that sense of grievance and everything else uh, Over the summer So let's set the scene for that one Jack Ross Says he's spoken regularly with the players About wanting to win silverware Since he came to the club He says he does put pressure on himself And the players to achieve it But wants to use the pressure as a positive Well it's something that I've spoken about um, Regularly since I took this job But we as a group Speaking about it often About what we want to achieve But also what we can achieve In terms of the league We're operating in an area of the league That we think we can be in And we want to stay there Cup competitions offer us A realistic and achievable chance of success It's not easy to do we know that and history shows that as well. But we put ourselves in a position to in a good position in the Scottish Cup um, to do that. So yeah, it's another significant challenge for us, but another significant step forward should we overcome it. People believe that the word pressure is, is, is a negative one all the time. It can be a positive. We put pressure on our players and I put pleasure on myself to um, be the best we can be every single day. I walk through the doors of this training ground and that's what we've done this season. We make big demands of the players. We've, we've got expectations of them and they've risen to them so this weekend is no different our preparation this week is about challenging them to make sure they perform well on Saturday and win the game so that is a positive pressure for us is one we've embraced this season and one we're relishing again this weekend What about Robbie Nielsen then? He thinks the sides will be evenly matched at Hamden tomorrow despite Hearts now playing in the Championships he thinks they've got a real good chance of making it to the final You know this, this game has been in the back of everyone's minds probably the forefront of most people's hands minds to be honest with you for the last probably four or five months you know, so that one of the reasons we came back so early, so we're ready for it, because we know the, the extent of the game. You know, we know we have to be ready for it, and we, we feel we are. You know, I'm sure the fans will be looking forward to it. Hopefully, they watch it sensibly. You know, and then we can get ourselves ready, hopefully, for a final. I think when you come into a, a derby, you know, it doesn't matter what the bookies say or what where you are sitting in the league, or if you're in the same league, it's you know, it's two teams that are, that are competing, two teams that are you know pretty evenly matched that are going to go toe to toe. So. You know, I think there's pressure on both sides. I think it's two good teams. You know, I think yes, we're in the, the championship, they're in the Premiership, but we're both very evenly matched. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the game, and I think we've got a, a real good chance. Well, it remains to be seen if they're evenly matched. Um, you know, in an attacking sense, with Kevin Nisbet, with uh, Christian Doidge, um, you know, um, Boyle, uh, Hibs have got so much going for them, middle to front. Um, so it remains to be seen for me If Hearts can match that At the other end of the park Yeah, I think Hearts do have good firepower as well They've obviously um, Naismith hasn't featured much this season But um, Listen I think I think it will be a really, really tight Game tomorrow uh, I think Having Craig Gordon at the back And goals His experience of cup games Big cup games Will be vital for Hearts Um and it's going to be a real interesting game I, I think Robbie Nielsen will fancy his chances tomorrow 
Um, Martin Hayes got a question He says Can players signed this year Play in last season's semi-finals? Yes The answer, yes. The answer is yeah. yes uh, Quite simply I know we just find ourselves in strange times Certain concessions had to be made um, So yes Players signed this season can play The likes of uh, Andy Haldy Or Craig Gordon Or whoever it may be Can play tomorrow Let's sp- uh, speak to Kenny Who is a Hearts fan on the line How are you feeling Kenny? Confident? Uh, quietly, quietly, guys. Evening, everybody. Uh, I'm feeling quietly confident. Uh, sadly, last week in Edinburgh, was me and my daughter were through visiting Siobhan Hunter, who plays for the Hibs ladies team, and she took my daughter for a training session. But uh, <laughs> oh, I, I picked up a bottle of Brunson on the way back, Chug. So I've got my Brunson <laughs> for my my chips and my bacon tomorrow. Good man, Kenny. Or, or else, by the end of play, you'll have had your chips. Ah, come on, come on! <laughs> what do you think, Kenny? Yeah. About the, the obviously the, the, the very different preparation this time. You've got Hibs who are going very well in the Premiership, and that season is well underway. Hearts have started the Championship brightly, but of course it's it's very early days. How much does that come into things? Uh, for an Edinburgh derby, guys, it's like the old Firm game. It, it, it doesn't really matter. I think uh, both players will be fired. Both sets of te- uh, teams will be fired up for it, and. Uh, I genuinely think Hearts have maybe got a slight wee edge. You know, they've got nothing to lose in a sense. Hibs are third in the Premiership. We're rotten to the core. Uh, sort of the way last season went and no like by anybody. Uh, so we've got nothing to lose. All we've got is to sort of restore natural order and win the cup. Ah, the old Craig Levine line. Ah, well, you know, that, that, I love that, Kenny. Um, and the, the, the Hibs fans, as you know, will have some other line to fire back at you. Um, I'm not sure It is the case that It's uh, Easier for Hearts Or Hibs uh, you know, Even though there are no people there Kenny It's maroon jerseys Against green and white jerseys And uh, You know I think it'll have all, The old the old time Fervour about it Can, can it though I know, I know what you're saying and, and I hope you're right But th- These are These are human beings And it's It's an empty stadium And it's an empty National stadium How, how can you guarantee It'll be the same Well you know, Hibs have played in empty stadia since the season started and they're now third top. Um, they've gone above Aberdeen. Um, so they seem to be handling that okay. And they're only a point behind Celtic, if my memory serves me correctly. So they seem to be handling empty grounds okay. Uh, and I just think that the, the sight of each other's jersey will fire them up. They're two points behind, but that's fine. I won't uh, waste too much time criticising you for that. It is close. Cammy, Hearts are a championship team yep. in status, yep. but I don't think in in personnel. They, they certainly don't look like it at the moment. Look at some of the the experience that's in there. Um, psychologically, what, what do you think it, it does to the match? Given that Hibs now will, will go in as as heavy favourites, does that can that suit Hearts? Does that give you you know that sense of grievance from the summer? Can can you use that? To your advantage I think I, I think Expectation will be there From both fans I honestly think Hearts fans will expect Them to go and Beat Hibs But Hibs fans As well Will go and expect um, Hibs to beat Hearts I, I just think I'll look at Hearts' team And the experience Is really good for all You've got Craig on You've got Smith at right back You've got Halkett Who's played a lot of SPL games Is now their captain You've got Boyce up front International player So they are a very strong team there And for me Hearts started their preparation Well before any other championship team They were yeah, they're preparing They're not back like 8 weeks before they, Something I, like that Yeah, I spoke to Robbie Nielsen And Robbie Nielsen said They were back as soon as they could get back To get prepared for 
the league campaign But also to prepare for the cup games The thing about it as well Hugh is Forgive me for stating the obvious It's a cup semi-final You, you have to believe you can go on and win the cup at this stage oh. You have to Because anything can happen um, You take your chances when you, when you get this close For Hibs What a great incentive They're, they're within touching distance of Really Adding to what they're doing at the moment There's a bit of a feel good factor around The way they're playing They've added some great players like Kevin Nisbet They're doing well in the league And now they're that close to winning a cup And what about Hearts After everything they've been through And that sense of grievance To be that close To potentially winning the the cup It's a great incentive Well I mean Kenny would take a fortnight off work If Hearts won the cup Because it would be such a momentous story If they get past Hibs And then beat either Aberdeen or Celtic What a story that would be Because although it's last season's uh, Scottish Cup final It's this season's status That you have And Hearts are a championship side So it would be a momentous story The the Hibs players aren't burdened by That long run From 1902 until 2016 They have that monkey off their back Because David Gray took it off their back In a final against Rangers And Alan Stubbs was the manager So they're not going in burdened by all of that Jack Ross is a very good manager And we simply believe that he has the talent mm. And the talent to beat either Celtic or Aberdeen In the final as well Kenny, we wish you well Give us a call back after it Let us know how it goes, alright? Thank you guys Good man, that was Kenny Hearts fan From Airdrie Let's Go to the other side Let's bring Jim in Who's a Hibs fan from Larbert How are you feeling Ahead of tomorrow's game Jim? Hi Gordon uh, Hi guys Hi Hope you're all well Yep Good um, Yeah I'm a, I'm a bit nervous And I'm a bit confused Okay um, I'm, I'm nervous Because the, the two times We met the Jambos At Hamden We've had two Quite Heavy defeats put it, To put it mildly mm-hmm. Um, confused because bear in mind we're third in the Premier League and Hearts got relegated last year and when I looked at the betting at the start of the week lo and behold Hearts are favourites and I couldn't quite work that one out uh, I must um, say so not, uh, not in the, the the bookmakers that I'm looking at at the moment I must admit and, no, and no, I, know, I know various I things might change at the start of the oh, week oh sorry my apologies and Aye, aye, so Hibs were a, a tremendous price And I thought to myself Oh, there must be something I don't know about And uh, why, are, why are Hearts favourites? Because that shouldn't happen But anyway, the, the, the money's kind of moved into Hibs now And that's, that, that's mm-hmm. a different issue But I'm certainly looking forward to tomorrow um, uh, But I'm still I'm still weary and, and, and I don't think Hibs can be complacent We've got match winners there. We've played a lot more games. Uh, we've played uh, the old firm. We've played Aberdeen. And Hearts haven't had the same level of competition. Is that, so, is that perhaps where the, is that where the nerves come from, Jim, as well? Though that sort of, you know, being favourites and, and more to lose sort of thing. Is that where the nerves come from? Aye. Um, the, the only thing I'm saying, I think you said it there, was... 2016 was a massive move forward for uh, our club and the monkey off the back and uh, I'm not saying that these players that's going out there tomorrow won't uh, 
have any idea what the, the, the history of all that was. Uh, so I think that's it. I think we've got a real chance. I think we've got a real chance. Um, who, if I can just move forward for a second and then mm-hmm. I'll let you guys in, is who would I want in the final? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's Hobson's choice. Uh, Celtic's kind of off the boil at the moment, so yes, I would take them tomorrow, but uh, they'll come back, and Aberdeen's our bogey team. I mean, uh, they beat us quite well at Easter Road. But Hey, one can live in hope, eh? Who is going to be the main man, Jim? Um, I think with a lot of praise for Kevin Nisbet in Scottish football this season, how important could he be? It could be very important, but I think midfield is very important as well. I think uh, Newell, who, you know, I watched him last season. I, I wasn't impressed, but my God, as he came mm. on here again. Uh, um other midfielders, you know, Marlon, etc. It's again Murphy's fit again a big, big call there for Jack. Um, and I think our defence, for once, you know, we're pretty solid at the back. We, it's quite settled. I know Lewis isn't going to be there tomorrow, uh, but the young man at left back, he'll he'll do fine. Um, so. Yeah, I must admit, Joe Newell is a great shout He's been very, very consistent for Hibs this season um, What about that man that finds himself near the top of the, the goal-scoring charts in the Premiership, Cammy? Kevin Nisbet, how impressed have you been? Been brilliant um, It's a great story as well, where he's come from and how he's rejuvenated his, his career I think he's uh, he's one for the younger guys out there who think it's maybe went away from them a little bit And he's uh, really knuckled down and, and shown what you can do if you take a step back and, and then He's got that inner drive And I think he knew he nearly had lost it And now he's, he's banging the goals in for fun he's, he's he's phenomenal at the moment And really on fire Again, Boyle I think is a very important player for Hibs And he can be a match winner for them tomorrow On that big pitch as well Yeah, I mean If the game pans out where he's got a lot of space to run into His speed is is phenomenal I was at Hibs for a period with, with Martin Boyle And, and his, his pace and his finishing He's added a lot to his game since then as well Hibs are in a good place they're, they're in a real good place For this challenge Coming for them tomorrow But I, I just I just look at both teams And it's going to be A real interesting mm. game Because I really do think It could go either way tomorrow I mean Hearts are taking it seriously Hugh In oh. case you'd noticed No Andy Halliday On the show um, Earlier this week He's He wants to t- Wrap himself up In cotton wool yeah. they're, they're, they're giving it The big build up Well I mean, for guys Like Andy Halliday You know In his time at Rangers He knew Bad times At Hamden None more so than the, the Hibs Winning the Scottish Cup final So for Andy Halliday Newly into Tynecastle um, What an opportunity To end the year In a Cup final in December With the possibility of your first Major winner's medal in Scotland Jim and Larbert That was a pleasure Hopefully we will speak to you soon Big game tomorrow uh, between Hearts and Hibs at Hamden What about this teaser? Jerry and Erskine wants to know Can you name nine former Old Firm players Who've appeared for an English Premier League side This season? You've got Kieran Tierney Stuart Armstrong Ollie Burke Cammy. Have you got any? Are you bringing anything to the table? Yes John Fleck Well done Virgil van Dijk Yes Phil Bartley Yes We'll leave it there You've got three to get We'll get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans are teaming up on tonight's full-time teaser Just a reminder that if you want to hear your question on the show The address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com Jerry and Erskine sent this one in tonight He's looking for nine former Old Firm players Who've appeared for an English Premier League side this season Milo, Gary Waugh, Stephen Tennant um, All giving it a good go on Twitter and various others Those are the ones that have just... Um, Caught my eye uh, Jimmy Grimble thinks that Hugh needs to be Made to sign 7-1 on the ball That you lost <laughs> uh, On Beat the Pundit uh, So there we go, don't mind doing that as well What else have we got here um, On Twitter, just going through them all um, Stephen Kennedy uh, Just wants a, a mention For his girlfriend Kirsty Murdoch Had a bit of a tough time recently um, Don't know if you can do this but I'll ask anyway We'll consider it done Stephen uh, We wish you and Kirsty well uh, Right, what else have you got on this teaser? Did Fraser Forster play for Southampton? No. No, all right. Hmm. I don't know if this is some sort of alternative teaser. Jim McLaughlin says, What Hibs player in tomorrow's team will have made the most appearances at Hamden? Hint, it's an ex neighbour of Mr. Keevans. Well, it's it must ex- be a McGinn then. Yeah. The McGinns were all brought up round the corner from us. Would it be? I don't know I, I, I don't know I don't even have the answer Anyway uh, One teaser is enough Forget I even read that What more have you got Fraser Forster's not Not oh. right We need clues now yeah. I, I fear What have we got three to get? Uh huh How uh, Should we get them? Uh, they're the hardest three Right okay One's a goalie Right Ooh. Like I say A couple of them have Fallen into that That bracket of Maybe just one appearance yeah. in, in in a sort of League Cup game, so not necessarily okay. featuring every week in the the English Premier League. The way you looked at Cammy Bell there and said goalkeeper, I take it from that he was a Rangers goalkeeper. No, it's just because Cammy's a goalkeeper. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's all that was in it. Put it this way: if there are t- out of you two in the studio, he's more of a goalkeeper than you are. I think we can safely say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. some would say I'm no. That, that was all I meant. But do you know what? Since I'm feeling sorry for you after beat the pundit, he is a former Rangers goalkeeper. Right, okay. One man, Cammy. You've just forgotten. <laughs> You've just have forgotten where this guy is now. That's all it is. Because, like I say, he's not playing week in, week out. Okay. Okay, the, I'll give you the breakdown. You're looking for a former Rangers keeper, a former Rangers defender, and a former Celtic midfielder. I'll leave them with you and we'll bring in Alec, who is in Somerset tonight. Hi, Alec. Hi Pano, how are you doing? All good, good here Alec, doing? how are you? You looking forward to the weekend's football? Yeah, um, I, that's what I'm phoning up uh, I'm looking forward to the Celtic game on Sunday And I think we're, we're, we're going to do it I think we've, I think that would have been the catalyst last night Because I think we played really well in the first half And I've been a, a big supporter of Neil Lennon all season And I just don't understand where the critics mm-hmm. uh, or, or why they're being so like hard on the guy. You tell us a bit more then, Alec, about why why you think last night's given you that extra belief or whatever, or the turning point. Because as you would expect in this city, the phone lines, my Twitter feed is just full of people saying Celtic chucked away a two 0 lead. How can it possibly be a good result? What's your own take on it? Well, you've got to put it into context the team we're playing, the top of Ligue 1. Uh, They've got players like, is it Renato? Renato Sanchez, Sanchez yeah. uh, who played for Bayern Munich. They can spend 30 million on players. 
uh, our record signings like a nine million pound player who who came off the bench who hasn't really been fit. Uh, we've been kind of decimated with injuries. It's been a, a stop-start season because of what the ball and golly situation and players being out with COVID. So I just think that we're starting to get players back now and I just think we'll, we'll kick on. I'll say two things to you. Um, first of all, with regard to Neil Lennon, when, whenever Celtic lose to Rangers or vice versa, it lingers in the minds of fans. And uh, since the 2 nothing defeat from Rangers, a game in which Celtic didn't have a shot at goal, um, the fans have gone on. Those who object to Neil Lennon being the manager, uh, they've gone on about Neil Lennon being old school. Um, but I don't think you win the trophies that Neil Lennon's won by being old school, new school, or any other kind of school. Um, he does know his way around a football team. Uh, but he's now looking for a way to properly address the fact that since the Rangers game, Celtic have lost 10 goals in four games and not won any of those four games. So Sunday's a big day for all the players and for Neil Lennon. They really need a performance mm. and they need a clean sheet. But, well, given that it's a, given that it's a cup semi final, though, Alec is is the is there not only one outcome that you that you need, and that's to to win the match and go through. Clean sheets can possibly wait for another day. Sure, I don't I don't I agree with that. That we need a clean sheet. Why do we need a clean sheet? As long as we win the game. Yeah, I understand that. But in general, if you've gone through the last four games, not won any of them, uh, and lost ten goals over the course of those games, the one thing that would spread confidence quicker than anything else. Mm. Among the defenders Would be A good Clean sheet In a cup semi-final You carry that Into your next game Which happens to be Motherwell away in the league Alec what would you do With the team then Because you're right It's been a very Disrupted period Covid Injuries Different forms of Unavailability What what would you do tomorrow uh, Sunday sorry Sunday what do you mean? What would I do? Who with would the, I play? Yeah, with the, the team. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What? What are the priorities for the team? I mean, are you are you desperate to see Edward come back in from the start? Is there anyone you think you would you would leave out? No, I would go with the same team as last night. Uh, try to build a bit of uh, steadiness uh, and bring Edward on, and perhaps Griffiths as well. Uh, for the defence Hopefully Julian will be back But if he's not Then young Welsh Hasn't really let us down So I mean I know Hugh was saying there About We've le- le- uh, leaked So many goals In so many games But we've had a decimated team All season Once we we're starting to get players back Like Beaton Or El Hamed uh, Hopefully Forrest Will be back soon as well You, you take all these First team players Out of your team it, it's going, to, it's going to obviously affect the team And that team across the city They think they're world beers Well Rangers have got nothing to do with the semi-final Hold Between on, Celtic did, and Aberdeen Did you say you think Rangers are rotten, Alec? Yeah, yeah, yeah They're playing alright now They're playing okay But I still don't rate them, to be honest with you Well, you, even you, my, you, missus, my missus is a Rangers fan And she still... She still thinks they're playing okay. They're not as good as other Rangers fans think. I take it That's you've had your dinner opinion. already, and you're you're not reliant <laughs> upon your dinner. Um, <laughs> I've had my dinner. Right? Uh, yeah. Hold on, you. Even even if you think people are getting carried away with Rangers, that's Alex's own opinion. I can't make him change that. But 
Surely the word rotten can't possibly come no, into but it. The, you know, fans. You know, the the, the, the caller early in the program who said that uh, how can you be how can Celtic be happy with two two against the team joint top of Ligue 1 Um So you know, this is the retaliation from Alex. Clearly, a dangerous thing to say given that. Rangers could be nine points clear of Celtic before Celtic kick off against Aberdeen in the cup tie, and I do know that Celtic were two games in hand. Yep. But to apply that word to Rangers is clearly mischief making. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Rangers have progressed and are a better team than they were last season because their mentality seems to be much stronger when they need to go and win games. Last season they stuttered at points, whereas this season. Stephen Gerrard's got the, the winning mentality Breeding every single week And making them real Rangers players And listen I agree that Celtic have had an unsettled time And it's been a difficult period with Covid With injuries Missing big big players And any team would suffer But I, I really think that Rangers definitely are not rotten Thank you Alec In Somerson let's see what Type of dinner you get put down to you tomorrow <laughs> If that's the case Going by Hugh Keevan's he, assessment he'll be, he'll be wearing his dinner tomorrow Right um, <laughs> Maybe Alec makes the dinner It's 2020 after all You should not overlook that possibility uh, You've got three more to get on the Beram Kyle No right. Oh Where's Fotheringham? Yes Yes Sheffield United uh, We need clues I'm, I'm all out Okay the former Celtic midfielder Is at Fulham <sighs> Oh yeah. Johansson Yes Stefan Johansson Former Rangers defender West Brom Is a tricky one this So it's been a while Since he was at Rangers That was Going back a good bit Maybe hmm, What's that about Eight years or so Eight nine years maybe Initials KB He's also played down there For Swansea He's now at West Brom Kenny Kyle Bartley oh. Kyle Bartley <sighs> Kyle Bartley Thank you Cammy Bell And Hugh Keevans What a weekend of football We have in store First up tomorrow We're here at 2 o'clock So make sure you join us then George Bowie's up next GBX Fridays